Welcome to the Whatever Podcast with Mark Dior. Thanks for stopping by. Today, we're going to be talking about Willie Nelson and his music. Willie just turned 87 a few days ago, and has a new album coming out in July. I think it was supposed to actually come out this month, but it got delayed. Uh, and from what I hear, he is working, already working, on a new album. So that's, that's amazing at 87 to be doing this. So I thought we would celebrate I've been lucky enough to uh, see Willie perform I think three times one of them I'm I'm kind of beginning to doubt and think that I just imagined it but the first time I saw him was at uh, Riverfest here in Little Rock Arkansas and it was one of the early Riverfest downtown when back when it was really cheap to go it seems like it was a buck to go and I went, and he was performing, and I stood like almost right up against the stage. It was a small crowd, but a great show. But I've tried to find evidence of that online and, you know, look, see if I could find where he performed here then or looking at, uh, you know, Riverfest history, and I, I haven't found any evidence of it. So I'm starting to wonder, did I dream that? And... I've just come to believe it over the years. Uh, so if anybody out there has been with Riverfest that long and and knows if Willie performed uh, early on, or if you're a Willie fan and actually went to that show, let me know so I, I know I didn't just dream it up. Now, the second time I did see him at Riverfest, and that was a few years ago, 2008, 2009, I believe, and... It was a huge show. The place was packed. It was a wonderful show. I even wrote about it in the blog that I used to write about listening to a bunch of drunk folks sing I'll Fly Away at the top of their lungs. But, yeah, it, it was it was good. It was also the first time I got to see local honky-tonk country band uh, Salty Dogs, and I've been a big fan of theirs ever since. The third time was a couple of years ago on his uh, outlaw tour, and he, he stopped in uh, Rogers, and uh, Diane and I went up and uh, went to see that with some good friends, and yeah, it was a pretty good show, too. It, there was what, Cheryl Crow, Jason Isbell, his son, Lucas, a few others, but I was kind of worried about that show, too, when, when Willie came out, because... He kind of got off to a slow start, and I was kind of thinking, you know, has he finally, has he finally kind of lost it? You know, uh, weak voice was kind of weak, and I was thinking, you know, he is what at that time he was eighty four, eighty five. But after a song or two, and with Lucas doing some of the heavy lifting to begin with, uh, he got warmed up, and it was another great Willie show. I would like to get the chance to see him again but who knows so part of the reason I want to do this this show about Willie was that Texas Monthly 
just posted an article where they started it last summer and they ranked all 143 Willie Nelson albums. That is an amazing number of albums. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to look at this list. I like lists. I don't put a whole lot of stock in ranking music or anything because, you know, you like what you like. And I like what I like. But I thought they are good. I liked reading the reviews and, you know, sometimes it piques your interest to, to go listen to something. So I'm I'm like most everybody else. I own a few Willie albums. Actually, I own I own probably 14, 15. But really, you know, I have the core five that I listen to when I when I'm in a Willie mood. I've got uh, Redheaded Stranger, Stardust, Willie and Leon, Poncho and Lefty, and Willie and Family Live. Oh, and I also have Pretty Paper, the Christmas album. So I got. The, the six core, and then I've got others that folks have given me as presents. So when Texas Monthly came out with this list, I decided, well, let's take a look at it and uh, see, what, see what I've missed. So over the past, oh, two or three days, I've listened to 19 or 20 albums. You know, a few that I already own, and then a bunch that... I've never heard of or never listened to. And so what I'm going to do on today's show is I came up with my own list of, I think 13 is what I ended up with. 13 of my favorite Willie, Willie albums. Now I didn't rank them from best to worst or worst to best. I listed them by uh, the year that they came out. So that's, that's the way we're going to go through the, the albums, and I will tell you how Texas Monthly ranked each album. So let's get started. So the first album is is actually Willie's first album that he recorded. He recorded it back in 1962, and the title is And Then I Wrote. By then, Willie had already been in Nashville for several years and written some huge hit songs for other artists. You know, Crazy, Hello Walls, Funny How Time Slips Away. But he wanted to do his own stuff. He wanted to record his own record. So he signed with a tiny second-tier label, and uh, they let him cut cut that first album. It's a it's a pretty good album. It is uh, it is kind of Nashville-y, you know, but not not terribly. You, you know, you still you know you still got those three wonderful hits plus uh, other well-written songs, and uh, it's still Willie. It's not the the outlaw Willie, but it's still Willie, and uh, it's a pretty good album. I don't think it sold at all and did well, but that's the way it goes. Oh, so my favorite songs on on this album are "Crazy" and "Hello Walls," his big hits, uh, just performed by him. But like I said, the others are are it's a solid, good record. Oh yeah, and Texas Monthly ranked it at his his fourth best record, so they thought pretty highly of it. Next up is Shotgun Willie, which was released in 1973. 70s started out kind of rough for Willie. He got divorced, had a house fire, and he had a multi-gun shootout with his daughter's abusive husband. And he got dropped by RCA, which that turned out to be a good thing because then he moved to Austin 
and got hooked up with, I don't remember the record company down there, but Shotgun Willie is really the beginning of the Outlaw Willie that we know. It's a pretty fun record to listen to. My favorite songs on it are the title song, Shotgun Willie, and a song for you. Uh, Texas Monthly ranked it as his fifth fifth best album. So if you haven't listened to Shotgun Willie, the big hit off the off the album was Whiskey River. So I think everybody knows that one. But if you haven't heard the other the rest of the album, you ought to give it a listen. As with most of these albums, you know you're not going to go wrong listening to a Willie album. The year is 1975. I'm a high school kid in a small town in southern Missouri. Listening to Zeppelin, The Stones, Creedence, Black Oak, Arkansas, and the pop rock music from WLS in Chicago at night, and Rick D's in the morning, FM 100 out of Memphis, watching Midnight Special on TV, and hating disco. And then I found my gateway drugs to country music. The first was... A 68 eight track that a friend of mine introduced me to and played for me was uh, Jerry Jeff Walker's Drifting Way of Life. I might talk about Jerry Jeff Walker sometime. I'm, Jerry Jeff Walker is one of, one of my loves in country music. But the second one was hearing Redheaded Stranger for the first time. A stark, minimalist concept album about a preacher... An old west preacher who kills his his wife and her lover, rides off haunted and alone, and eventually finding peace and redemption. It just blew me away. I I I think it is one of the most important and greatest albums ever made, regardless of genre. It is just wonderful. Willie decided to do, he wanted to do this one old school with uh, playing live and singing in the studio with uh, the same band that he toured with. Took it to Columbia, which was his record company at the time. And, you know, they hated it. You know, they thought it was horrible. They thought it sounded like a bunch of demos. They wanted to, to do some Nashville stuff to it. But luckily, Willie's contract wouldn't let them. They had to take... Whatever he gave them. So that's what happened. It was a critical and financial hit. It was loved by both country and rock audiences. Uh, Texas Monthly ranked it as the number two Willie album. So there you go. Uh, Let's see. You know, it did have the hit Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, which went to number one on the country charts. And uh, then I think Remember Me was also released as a single, and it went to number two. My favorite songs on it are Hands on the Wheel and the closing instrumental Bandera. I can't tell you how much I love this album. Want to know which album is Willie's biggest selling album? It's 1978's Stardust. I would have loved being at the meeting uh, with the record executives at Columbia when Willie came in and and told them what he was going to do next. You know, first he had he had just released uh, Red-Headed Strangers three years ago, which they hated, which turned out to be a hit. And then now we're in the middle of in the middle of outlaw country being all over the place. He comes in and 
says he's going to do an album of American pop standards. <laughs> I I can't imagine the look on their faces. You know, so obviously they were dead set against it. You know, they wanted him to do something about Lukenbach, Texas, or something along, you know, still in the outlaw country genre. And, well, he didn't want to do it. He wanted to do these. That's one of the one of the things I love about Willie. Willie likes all sorts of music, and uh, once he got the power of being able to record what he he wanted to do, he recorded what he wanted to do. It uh, he kind of reminds me of of Neil Young, except Neil Young a lot of times he recorded albums just out of spite when record companies didn't want him to do something. Uh, but I think Willie Willie recorded albums of music that. Uh, he just he just wanted to do that he loved and he wanted to to do whatever he felt like singing so that's what he did on uh, Stardust you know it's kind of cool now for rock stars to go back and do albums uh, from the American Songbook you know old pop standards and uh, Willie was just ahead of his time again uh, my favorite songs off of Stardust are the the title track title track Stardust and Blue Skies. Texas Monthly ranked this as his third best album. Willie followed up Stardust with an album in 1975 called Willie and Leon, which a double live album recorded with Leon Russell. This one, I imagine the executives were thinking, all right, back to some outlaw country rock with Leon Russell. And what they got was a double album of... Some rock, some country, gospel, western, tin pan, and tin pan alley standards. So, really a mixed bag, and uh, but it worked. It worked very well. Uh, Will and Leon sounded great together. Uh, the two songs that I like on it are their version of Heartbreak Hotel, and uh, the kind of the spare, just Willie, Willie singing and Russell playing the electric piano on. Uh, one for my baby and one more for the road. Let's see. This one, Texas Weekly had it ranked as the 37th best album. Texas Monthly ranked this next album at uh, as their 14th best Willie album. It's 1982's Poncho and Lefty, an album that Willie did with uh, with Merle Haggard. It is uh, it's a good solid record. You have the the great version of Poncho and Lefty by Towns Van Zant, and then the rest of the album, you know, they're not they're not great songs. They're good, solid songs, but Willie and Merle uh, just sound perfect together. Yeah, they the the voices blend. It is just a a beautiful, beautiful sounding album. I'm I'm sad that uh, they never recorded another album together that that would have been good i like uh i like willie and merle singing together a whole lot more than i liked willie and Waylon singing singing together you know that might be sacrilege but that's that's just the way it is so my two favorite songs are poncho and lefty and uh reasons to quit the 90s did not start out very well for willie in uh, late 1990, the IRS came in and slapped him with a $32 million delinquent tax bill. Now, he did apparently talk him down to 
16.7 million, but the only problem was he still didn't have 16.7 million dollars to pay him. So they seized seized all his property. Then in late 91, I believe, his son Billy died. So, yeah. Early 90s did not start well for Willie. But as part of his settlement with the IRS, one of the things they had seized were 25 Willie originals that he had recorded back in, I think, 1984. And it was just him and his guitar trigger. And they weren't demos. They were just all, you know, songs that he sat around and, and played and recorded. And uh, he talked the IRS into letting him release those songs in an album. And uh, he sold them. He sold them on late night TV with a one eight hundred number. For every album he sold, uh, the IRS got five dollars. It didn't pay off his debt, but uh, you know it helped dwindle it down some. I re- I remember when all that happened. I remember the IRS tapes. Uh, I didn't really think anything about them, uh, but I went back and listened to them. And I am sorry that I've spent 20 years not listening to these songs. It, like I said, it's just Willie and his guitar. So it's stark. It's melancholy. It's just great. Yeah, you, you should you should listen to this one. It's just, it is wonderful. You know, it's another one. I don't really have words to describe. It's just that good. Especially if you just like, you know, it's like he's sitting in your living room playing for you. And uh, uh, who wouldn't want that? So let's see. Uh, they, let's see. Texas Monthly ranked it as the, the seventh best album of Willie's career. Just as a side note, a couple of things. He also performed a new song for a Taco Bell commercial back then. I don't remember that. I need to go out and see if I can find that. Uh, I would like to hear it. So another part of trying to pay off his tax debt, Willie left the road and spent, I'm not sure how many months, in playing in a supper club in Branson. Oh, that had to be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but he finally, he finally, uh, he settled up with the IRS and, uh, and after he did that, he released Across the Borderline. This is another album that uh, I had never heard, and I'm very sorry that I hadn't. This is one, yeah, I, I, I don't have any words to describe how great this one is. It is as close to perfect of an album as you can get, I think. Every song is just wonderful. I, I Trying to pick out, I've been trying to pick out a couple songs from each that are my favorite, which I forgot to do on the IRS tapes. And my two favorite for that were Will You Remember and Lonely Little Mansion. But on Across the Borderline, yeah, two, I whittled it down to one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of them are my favorite. The others are great too, but these the six favorite ones, uh, it starts off the album with American Tune, uh, a Paul Simon cover, and yeah, it is is great. And then he does uh, "Getting Over You," a duet with uh, Bonnie Raitt. That's just beautiful. 
And he follows that up with uh, Don't Give Up, another duet with Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, I, like, like I said, I, I can't describe how how good I, I like this album or how well I like this album. Uh, then he also does Heartland, a song that he wrote and uh, sang with Bob Dylan. And then we finish up with title track, Across the Borderland. And then the album ends with Still is Still Moving to Me. It's a faster-paced one, and uh, yeah, it is just beautiful. Everything's beautiful on this album. You should go out and get this album. I'm going to get this album. Uh, this might, of the albums that I've listened to and are on my list, and we haven't got to the rest of them, and I've told you how important Redheaded Stranger is to me and how great I think that album is. I think Across the Borderline might be my, my favorite Willie album. Uh, now, that can change, you know, day-to-day, the mood you're in, but after listening to these 20 or so, 20 albums that I did in the last few days, this is just is perfection. Uh, let's see, uh, Texas Monthly didn't think it was perfection. They thought it was good, and it's their eighth favorite Willie album. Yeah, give it a listen. As bad as the early 90s were for Willie's personal life, the 90s musically were a fantastic productive period. Uh, next up on, on my list is 1996 uh, album Spirit. Another one that's kind of a, a bear album. It was recorded with, uh, well, let's say it was no drums or bass. It was just Willie and some, some friends uh, playing some, some melancholy stuff. And, uh, yeah, it works really good. This one, this one came in at number 10 on Texas Monthly's list. Uh, my favorite songs, well, there's a couple of, of uh, instrumentals, and I always love... Uh, Willie guitar instrumentals on it, on his albums, and there's a couple on this that are, are pretty good, Matador and Mariachi. But uh, the two songs that I picked as my favorite is She Is Gone and We Don't Run. And uh, We Don't Run. We Don't Run, We Don't Compromise, We Don't Quit, We Never Do. We Look for Love, We Find It in the Eyes, The Eyes of Me and The Eyes of You. Just another wonderful melancholy album. We will finish out the 90s with my next album. And we finish out the 90s with 1998's Teatro or Teatro. I never have really known how to pronounce, pronounce the name of that album. Yeah, I like this one a lot too. <laughs> I guess since they're on my list, I like all of these. This one was, it's it's a little different. Some of it is. You know, Willie Willie's always trying to experiment and try new things this one has a a kind of jazzy feel to some of the songs uh my uh, my favorite songs on it are the opening song it's an instrumental and yeah i really don't know how to pronounce the title we a two mon amour i'm i'm sure that's not anywhere close uh, but it'll be listed in the It'll be on the playlist that I, I create from this, so you can you can figure out how to how to how to say it. And then the second one was I never cared for you. This one didn't rank as high on Texas Monthly's list. It was uh, number thirty two, but 
Number 32 is still pretty good. So that is four great, well, three great and one really good solid album in the 90s. So, yeah, let's move on. Now, this next this next album is uh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. No, I take that back. I don't believe in guilty pressures, pleasures. You know, I like what I like. Uh, I recognize objectively that it is not a very good album, and I don't care. You know, and you shouldn't either. You know, if there's music that, that you like that speaks to you or touches something, it doesn't matter if other people think it's it's bad music. Now, I do think that you ought to recognize that what you like is not really good music sometimes, but that doesn't keep you from from actually liking it. You know, one of my favorite bands uh, is Ace of Bass. That, that they don't make good music. That you know, that's not that's not good. But I still like some of their songs. They're catchy. You know, so go ahead, like Nickelback. I don't care. Just don't tell me that they're a good band. Uh, so back to Willie. This album is, well, let's see, when did it come out? 2005 is when it came out. It was actually recorded back in 1995. It is 135th on Texas Monthly's list of best Willie albums. It is the country reggae mashup Countryman. Yep, that's what I said. Willie did a reggae album. Now I can I can imagine Willie and and the band sitting around like the the circle in uh, the seventy shows all lit up and you know it gets to Willie's turn and he says, "Hey, let's make a reggae album." And everybody thought that was great and. Since it was Willie, he gets to do what he he wants to do. So he made a reggae album. Now, for some reason, I'm not really sure, you know, record company stuff, and I don't really know why. It it didn't actually get released until 2005. Now, I agree with everything (laughs) that they they said about, about this album. It really... You know, it doesn't work, or it shouldn't work. It sounds like uh, who was it? Don was was the the producer who did a great job on across the borderline producing that. But this one, it sounds like they just slapped on a generic reggae background. What what did these call? What did they say in the in the review? Uh, sounded like vocal echoes. Sound like cartoon versions of white guy reggae. You know, and, and I I can't I can't disagree with that, but what I found as I listened to that to this album was uh, I noticed you know head bobbed along and I smiled the whole time, so I I, I don't care if it's a bad album, I I really <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, the two best songs on it are uh, I'm a Worried Man and. Uh, the harder they come. So if you're, you know, if you're ever in a mood to to listen to Willie do some reggae, you ought to at least give it a chance. You know, who knows? You might, you might be like me and you might like it. So there it is. Next, we jump to 2017's God's Problem Child. 
Who records an album when they're 85? Much less a really, really good album when they're 85. Willie? I don't know any other 85s recording music, but Willie's still doing it and putting out good stuff. A God's Problem Child is... Uh, it was done after Willie had lost a couple of his best friends and the year before Merle Haggard had died and Leon Russell had passed away also. And so, you know, God's Problem Child has some songs about mortality and death and uh, some stuff like that. But it also has some, some lighter stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, some humor. Still Not Dead, a song Willie wrote about still being alive, even though there were a lot of Internet rumors. So that was... That was kind of funny, but all in all, it's you know it's kind of a somber, somber looking at the end of life album. But he does it very well. Uh, it was thirtieth on Texas Monthly's best Willie albums. Uh, my favorite songs were Old Timer and God's Problem Child. Uh, you know, if you haven't if you haven't given Old Willie a listen, you ought to. He's still doing some good stuff. We're gonna finish up my list with. Uh, 2018's My Way. I love Frank Sinatra music. Always have from, you know, as long as I can remember having heard Frank Sinatra. And apparently so does Willie since he heard him when he was 10 year old, 10 years old back in 1943. Frank has been his apparently his favorite singer. So in 2018 he decided to do an album of Frank Sinatra uh, Frank Sinatra songs. Another really, really good album. Like I said, I love Frank Sinatra, and uh, Willie does a, a really good job with it. Usually, if I want to hear Frank Sinatra songs, I want to listen to Frank. I'm I'm not a big fan of other singers that try to sound like Frank Sinatra or sing his songs. You know, Michael Buble, you know, he's a great singer. I don't care to listen to him. If I'm going to listen to Frank, I'm going to listen to Frank. Except now, I'm going to listen to Willie do Frank, too. Uh, because it is just excellent. It ranked 75 on uh, Texas Monthly on their list. Uh, maybe they don't like Frank as much as I do. My favorite songs are Fly Me to the Moon, which that always makes me smile when I hear that song. And one song that I'm not a big fan of by Frank and uh, or any of the covers, uh, especially Elvis's cover of it, uh, it's my way. I've never really liked that song. It, you know, it seemed like way too much bragging, and it was too big and loud. And then Willie does it, and it doesn't sound big and loud. It sounds uh, not bragging, uh, just kind of matter of fact, weary, and that, that's just the way it is. And I think it's, I think it's really good. So there you go. There's our my list of, I think it was 13 albums that I listed. I hope you've enjoyed my many reviews of them. I hope it'll maybe get you interested in going and listen to some Willie. I know I'm going to go back and listen to some other albums that I hadn't heard. You know, with 143 albums, that's a lot more Willie, Willie to listen to. So that's it. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if you have, share it with your friends. Uh, join our Facebook group if you haven't already. You can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I think that's it, Facebook. 
So until next time, talk to you later. Bye.